Welcome back. So you are on the Brecky Show with Minnie and Renee. Mm. I tell you what, the law in the Old Testament actually has some really interesting areas to it. Yeah. Like I know that it's not something that we have to do all the different aspect to it now, but I really enjoy reading it. Don't understand all of it. Doesn't always make sense to me. Because you have to understand the historical context. And once you do, man, it it just takes a whole different meaning you understand it in in the de- in the deep in its depth it is, mm. it's a beautiful it's a it's i love the old testament so oh, much so good. Yeah. it's so colorful when you understand it with within its historical context mm. i'd actually love to understand more of the cultural setting like yes. even for now right yes. even now culturally there's differences between mm. kind of that part of the world and say where we are in australia mm. and you know we we can only kind of see things through the lens that we have until mm. we're exposed to something else yeah and I'm like, well, I haven't been there and I don't actually know that many people who could explain, you know, the intricate part to me yeah. about why they responded this way and why this was really significant and that was, you know, like, anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Um, also, another shameless plug, Coast Life Adventist Church. I mentioned before about a sermon that Carl Lindsay, who is the um, preacher uh, at our church last week, and he did this amazing sermon called, what was it called? Do we have a mandate? So if you want to find out this sermon that I've read, but also I made reference to it before. Do not take what I said about it to be how good it was. It was actually great value. Uh, it's on the Coast Life Adventist Church. That's what's called the Facebook page. So Coast Life Adventist Church. Just chuck that in. Scroll down a bit. It says, do you have a mandate? Have a cheeky watch. Listen. Tell us what you think. Uh, it, was, it was great. We are going to have... It's time for our Bible study. It is. I think that's what it is. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. I've got my Bible here. I already. totally didn't have my Bible in front of me. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is our 20 million movement Bible study. That's a lot of M's in there. 20, 20 million, million movements. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a million of movement. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we all around the world, there's a whole bunch of other people who are going through this same passage. And so this morning, uh, every morning on the radio here, you guys can join us. If you have any thoughts that you want to give us a call or text us about what we're talking about, feel free to shoot them through. Yeah. Or any Bible verses you feel like also just apply to the topic, um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, shall we have a prayer before we start? Do you want me to pray? Did you pray yesterday? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Lord God, I just thank you so much that you are with us this morning. Um, just you are faithful and we are faithless. And God, um, when we're doubting, you are sure. And when we are um, just seeking you, you are always there to be found. As we read your word this morning, um, God, just teach us something of who you are and something of who we are. Thank you for your goodness in hearing our prayers. Amen. Mm, Amen. Okay, this morning, as we have been for the last little while, we are talking about education still. Uh, Today, we are talking about foolishness and wisdom. So what did we talk about yesterday, Renee? Just do a cheeky little recap. Yes. Yesterday, we spoke about, uh, the title was Experts in Error, Mm. and particularly we were talking about false knowledge and just the idea of like true knowledge and and, and false knowledge, right? The yeah. the the difference between the two and and the fact that God through study of the Bible and through prayer and through the Holy Spirit in mm. our lives we can understand truth um, for ourselves and and truth really does set us free. There is a lot in this world that can distract us and that is false um, and that has implications to our lives when we when we take things that are false to be true yeah so 100 percent. yeah can be 
Yeah, so this is kind of a follow-on from uh, that point that we talked about yesterday. Obviously, there was knowledge. I actually heard this really cool thing. I have no idea who said it, but they said, knowledge understands that the light has turned red. Wisdom is applying the brakes. So if you're coming to the traffic lights, it's like, yep, I can see that that's red. I could do nothing about it. Do you know what I mean? Like knowledge, for knowledge's sake, doesn't get me place. It helps, but there's kind of this extra step that's involved. Um, and then it, that kind of went on to say that knowledge learns of God, but wisdom trusts him. I like that. Mm. Yeah, okay. Because I can know that God is trustworthy, but until I trust him with my life, it's just in my head. So there's that difference between knowledge and wisdom? Yeah. So And, and knowledge is an important, like true knowledge, not, you know, off with the fairies, like... I know, and like empty we, philosophy. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, the Bible talks about that, right? You know, yeah. empty philosophy. Um, and I think we all probably have those areas in our life where we're believing a lie that we maybe don't even realise. Mm. Um, it's just easy as humans to, you know, and who can know everything? Mm-hmm. None of us, only Jesus. Exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so knowledge is a good first step because mm-hmm. I can't change anything until I know that it needs changing. Yeah. You know, um, but that that doesn't necessarily cause my change in relationship to God unless I choose for it to. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm. Like I could know heaps about you. I don't know. Liam, someone could be like, oh, Renee is da-da-da. She does all these things. She's really cool. And I'm like, whoa, she sounds awesome. Love to meet her. Until I actually meet you. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that's one step further, right? So now I know things about you. Then it's one step further actually meeting you. Yeah. And then there's getting to the point in knowing you that I go, hey, I trust you with this information. I trust you with this action. I, you know? Yeah. It's just. And it changes the way you interact. As you've seen it in in friendships that you have as you become closer with people. Mm. Um, Yeah, you learn to interact in a way that I I guess helps you both and challenges you both, helps you grow. Yeah. Yeah. So let's open to Proverbs chapter one. So yeah, this morning we're kind of looking at foolishness and wisdom. Um, and we're kind of hoping to look at the question of what what does this teach us about what true Christian education is or could be? Um, so yeah, we'll go to Proverbs chapter one. Proverbs chapter one. Look, that's it's a pretty solid chapter there, isn't it? Hmm. Um, maybe let's just start with the first few verses. Okay, so I'm reading from the New Living Translation. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach the people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those who with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meanings in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise knowledge and discipline. Okay, so there's actually a lot in that. Mm -hmm. Let's just go to the last verse you just read. So what has it told? If If our question is what is true education or what it should be about, let's just look at Verse 7 there. Mm-hmm. It says, fear the Lord, because that is the foundation of true knowledge. And then it says, you know, in, 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 I like how this book is like full of contrasts, right? Mm. So to fear the Lord, that's the foundation of true knowledge. However, a fool despises wisdom and discipline. Yeah, Wisdom is also, it's knowing, but it's also doing, right? Mm. What you said. Mm-hmm. Discipline is the practical side of putting into practice what you what you know what you know <laughs> to be true 
And I find this a really interesting thing. Okay, like let's just side tangent for a hot minute. But this is making quite a a big statement. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what is this fear of the Lord? Mm. Oh, okay. Um, what we is the fear of the Lord? We can come back to it in just a sec if we need to. We can yes. have a little thing for a hot second. Yeah, yeah. Because this is significant, right? Because mm-hmm. you have fear, which is like, I'm terrified of you because you're a violent, crazy human. Which is what I thought it was before. Man, when I was a kid, I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. This doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll come back in a in a second to um, a verse in Deuteronomy. We're going to read about loving and fearing being in the same passage, and it's just a really interesting um, connection that we make. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, so we're just gonna. If you want to keep your finger in Proverbs, we're going to jump over to Deuteronomy chapter ten because I'm going to come back to that that in a second. But I I want to just highlight this passage. Okay, so it's Deuteronomy. Okay, I actually love this. I love Deuteronomy. I like just Old Testament, man. It's just a different kind of flavor. Same God, same grace. Yeah, just different kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, Deuteronomy chapter ten, chapter ten, verse twelve. Um, okay, and it says, "And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires that you that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and soul. Mm. I just want to draw out this interesting connection between yep, fear the Lord is connected to walking in His ways and loving Him and serving. Mm. Right. So we have this fear walking. So let's say doing like with our life. Um, so walking, loving, and serving. Mm. I just find that a really interesting atmosphere because we could look at we could look at a dictator, right? Yeah. That is just like, you will serve me because I've said you'll serve me. And the people are terrified, so, yeah, they're going to do it. It gets the work done, but, man, but that's a very different thing, I think, in my mind. And, again, maybe there's historical cu- cultural context that I'm not picking up, but to to walk with him or so to walk in all his ways and to love him. Mm. This is, we were kind of talking before about discipleship, yeah? I don't – maybe there are some out there, but I, I don't know many disciples who would be terrified of the person they're following. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And to be like, yes, I love you mm-hmm. for all that you are and I will follow you, <gasps> but also you're very scary <laughs> and mean. You know, like it's, it's this really interesting, um, I guess, dichotomy. Yeah. But there is something really – not terrible in the sense of bad, but like um, God is a big God. So I think there is kind of this, oh, I don't even want to say that, but holy reverence that comes. Yeah. It's that sense of knowing that this God is greater than me. And mm. there is a writer that says that if you understand your God, your God is too small. And what oh. he means by that, what he means by that is that nice. there is a mystery about God that we don't fully understand God. We know enough to trust him. He gives us enough. Yeah. But there are aspects of God that we'll never fully understand. And we know that from the Bible. Mm. Um, it's revealed that even the angels, you know, don't fully understand God. There are some secret things that God about God because he's just that big, that great, that powerful, and we yeah. have that reverence to him, towards him. We're like, wow, God. Yeah. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. And there's a verse in James, I believe, that it says, even the demons believe and they tremble. Yes. Right. And I was like, man, if 
if there's a demons who they're not angels, mm. but they they knew mm. who God was in the space that they could, but they made choice, you know. And I'm mm. like, man, who am I to be like? Oh yeah, like <laughs> I know Jesus. Like God wants to be known by us. Yeah. But how silly it is for me to yeah. What, how was that statement? I really like that. If you think you can understand your God. If you can understand your God, your small. God is too small. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Woo! If you have an answer for everything about your God and you can uh, explain all the tiny little things about him, then, mm. I mean, we don't even understand our own brain. Yeah, yeah. We don't even <laughs> yeah, understand our human body. Uh-huh. We, don't, we don't understand the vastness of the ocean and what lives in there. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real. There's a lot we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and and I guess in my head then coming back to this and we'll we'll jump back to Proverbs in a sec is, yeah, if there are all these things we could look at and go, yeah, I can admire it, I can think it's incredible, but having the humility to know that we don't understand it completely, I think that's a really important place we need to be. Maybe that's the humble posture that, like, Mm. that's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's recognising that God is this awesome God who we are his, created by him wonderfully mm. and fearfully made. But, yeah, we're here to, I guess, serve and worship and praise him. I, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's humbling. It's very humbling. Yeah, yeah, fully. So we'll jump back to Proverbs really quickly. Um, Proverbs chapter 1. I find this really interesting, and we can't. You did kind of mention before. Fools despise wisdom and instruction, so it's not for lack necessarily of their exposure to instruction. No, it's their ignorance toward it's right. Yeah, well, yeah, but you can have someone. Okay, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever did this, Renee, or any of you. <laughs> probably, listeners, let's hear it. But uh, you know, probably more when I was a teenager. People would be like, don't do this, it's really bad. I'm like, oh, oh. I didn't even think of it until you just put the idea in my head. You know, like, which is ridiculous. Um, and I wasn't even consciously trying to be like, I'm going to be rebellious to be rebellious. I was just like, oh, now you've told me not to do it. That's that's what I want to do. Yeah. Oh, now you've told me I shouldn't. Now I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. What would happen if I did? Yeah. Which is never do this. It'll stitch you right up. Like just. <laughs> but when I read that, it's kind of that element too. It's just like someone has given me guidance and I'm kind of like, nah, you don't know. Nah, you know. It's that It's that carnal side of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So are you saying the fool is kind of, it can be likened to a person who they might hear the right instruction and they're like, nah, nah. I want to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I think there can be an ignorant component too, though. Yeah. Like, you're right, that it's like, oh, I just didn't know. Mm. But but it's going, you know, the fool despises it. Mm. It's like, I've I've been made aware and I don't care. You know, whereas the person who goes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. There are some situations you just don't need to step into because God has, like, given us real clear instructions. Yeah. And I know that in, in my life personally, they, there are so many times, oh, yeah, no, probably so many times, but there are some really specific times I can think of where I go, you know what? I actually knew. I knew I didn't need to enter that situation to have the learning that I have from it. Mm. But now I've been in that situation and I came out with hurt from it mm. that can God heal? Of course. But there are wounds that just didn't need to be there. I I, I love what you just said. I think 
Uh, I, okay, so this is a, another tangent, but um, yeah, love it. <laughs> sometimes I, I work in dorms during the during mm. the year, and I help I, 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 the girls' dorms, and I usually help the girls, you know, adjust to life. And sometimes they they share what they're going through, and classic college problems is they might be <laughs> yeah. talking to a guy or anything uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember just advising one girl, like she was. She the guy that she was talking to was clearly not. There was red flags. Yeah. Um. It it wasn't going to end well, and I was just telling her like, just know that this is going to break you in mm. some kind of way. There are certain experiences, like you said, that will hurt us and break us. That. You know, we don't need to be broken in that way because it takes healing. Mm-hmm. And I do love, though, however, that God does still bring healing and he still does bring beautiful lessons out of it. However, yeah. you don't have to do it. Sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking, oh, the hard way is the, is the way to go. Not always. No, Not you always. don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to hurt yourself. You don't have to struggle if you don't need to. Yes. But we do have a God that is graceful enough to be with us in those spaces. Yeah. Oh, look, and seeing as we just talked about it, I just want to touch on it. It's not exactly to do with this study, but I just listened to a podcast and, oh, they made this real powerful point, which I think I shared with you, Renee, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't remember exactly how it went, but it was kind of along the lines of that um, – it was about forgiveness and they said, you know, choosing forgiveness, it's not even just about, you know, saying sorry to, uh, sorry, saying to someone that you've forgiven. It's not about those words. It's not about someone asking someone else. It's about you choosing the path of peace and the posture of Christ. Come on now. And I was like, the posture of Christ, man, that's amazing. Anyway, I ended up messaging the people. I was like, I just need to say that you guys said this and this is amazing and hectic. Huh. And I was just like, so the posture, okay, so that means if I am choosing to live in unforgiveness – towards someone else, or I'm refusing to accept forgiveness from from God. Because the Bible is very clear. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive. Mm. If that's a promise and if that's the word of God, then for me to live in that space of I can't be forgiven for this because I knew better and I shouldn't have made the decision, man, that is putting what I say about the situation as superior to God's approach to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, that's pretty much it. I was just like... That's not what this passage is saying, but I'm like, that's a kind of foolish thing to do, yeah? There, There is a quote that just ties in with that. It says, be my feelings uh, what they will. Jesus is my saviour still. Mm. I might feel unforgiven, but <laughs> what the Bible says, what the what the word says, says I am forgiven because Jesus has died for me and paid the price. Yeah. And he loves me so much. Right on. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so we were in Proverbs. We were in Proverbs. We were talking about, in case you have missed the last couple of um, sections here, we were talking about foolishness and wisdom. So I just wanted us to jump to first. I think that is meant to say First Corinthians. I think I've written down the wrong reference. We're just going to have a little look and see what we find. Cool, cool, um, cool, cool. That's the worst. Hey, you write down a reference and you go there like, oh, that's not it. That's <laughs> not what I want to say. <laughs> so First Corinthians. I believe. First Corinthians chapter 1. Yes, verse 25. All righty. Here we go. Um, verse 25. And it says, the foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of humans' plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, right? That God is so much bigger than us. Yeah. Like, even if God acted in foolishness, mm. 
it's still far superior and beyond the strength of human plans. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I'm, get, I'm beginning to understand the fear of God more and more. The fear of God is understanding that, you know, God mm. is, his thoughts like surpass ours. Yeah, his wisdom heaps. is, it, it, his foolishness is more wiser than our, our, our wisdom. Mm. It's just recognizing that puts things in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally concur. Um, so I want us to go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, just kind of what we've been talking about there and that God kind of knows a bit more than we do. So Pro- Proverbs chapter 5? Uh, sorry, 3. Yes. Sorry, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Oh, this one I know by heart. Yeah. This one is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Mm. So then a question for you. We're talking about education. Mm. What does this look like in that space? So you and I are both students. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, uh, Renee and I are both studying at the same place, actually. We're at Avondale College. Mm-hmm. What are you studying? Um, I'm studying primary teaching. Aye. It's taking me a billion years, but I'm getting there. <laughs> and you're you studying there. theology. Yes. Nice. Um, so we obviously, like, we're students. Mm-hmm. This kind of feels different than when I was in primary school mm-hmm. and we can be students of all kinds of spaces that doesn't have to just include schooling and the academic sphere. But just for the sake of this conversation, so we've got this thing that's saying, um, you know, trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do you think that this is one of those verses that we can apply to the specific context, say, of our study? Or is this more of a generally, whatever you do, give it to God? Are you talking about in seeking God's will or mm. t- okay? I think you can always seek his will in, in whatever career you yeah. choose. I think in terms of career, God has given us different talents and interests that mm. he allows us to, you know, he's given us a brain to use and figure out, you know, we have that freedom to choose where we, wa- where we want to be. Yeah. Um, but it is very much possible for us to still seek his will within whatever context we are mm. in. Mm-hmm. So whether you be in primary teaching or in ministry and theology or whatever you're doing, um, you can still seek God's will yeah. um, in in your life. Yeah, and I think um, I think no, I think that's a really bad point. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> so I can't just be talking just to. I wouldn't be adding value to uh, <laughs> what I was going to say. But okay, so let's let's keep this thought in our mind. Let's jump over to James. I love this verse in James. Oh, yes. I like the book of James. It's actually an amazing book. Like most of what is in there is, it's very kind of practical living in a sense. James is that kind of person who he lives by, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Don't say it. So every verse is of high value and Uh, you're like, okay, James, I hear what you're saying. (laughs) I hear what you're putting down. (laughs) That's it. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. So we're going to go to the first chapter in James. It's a pretty small book, um, quite close to the back of the Bible. I think we were saying this yesterday, right? It kind of gets to the point that you have all these small ones and I just work back from Revelation. <laughs> so James chapter 1, verse 5. I love this verse. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Mm. So mine says, if you lack wisdom, ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. Mm. I find this a really interesting verse because it, it again sets God up to be the giver and not a taker. Mm. Like I don't know if you've ever experienced this in your, your own life or with other people, but 
sometimes it'd be like, ah, oh, I can't ask God for that. And it's probably, oh, actually, you know what? Get a little, gonna give a little, um, what's it called? Story time Ooh, illustration. So right. I heard a pastor say this once, and is it true? Is it not? I don't know. It's just objectless, and so just take it with a grain of salt. But it was the idea that, you know, Alexander the Great has just conquered some place and he's feeling good he wants a celebration he's like oh, yeah. and so he, he kind of goes all right we're gonna come we're gonna feast it's gonna be great and you know what I'm gonna allow three people to come and ask of me whatever they want hmm. and so the people come and the first one comes up and they're like oh you know please if if, if you would like to like you're a great conqueror you're all these things kind of butters him up a bit and, and I just could I just maybe have an extra cow or two you know for my family get some milk we can sell it um please if if, if you'd so be willing and he's like, give the man his cows. Mm. The second one comes, I was like, oh, oh, if if you'd be willing, maybe just some land for my family, you know, just so we can grow. And, you know, he'd, they're all peasants who are coming. And he's like, give the man his land. And this third guy comes up and he's like, oh, you great, you conquering, you da-da-da, all the lovely things. You have so much power. You have so much authority. You have so much skill in all these things. You're a great man. You're a great warrior. You know what I'd love? I'd love like a palace. I'd love some servants of my own. I'd love, and he starts to list all these things. Now, all of Alexander the Great's kind of advisors and people, they're like, who does this man think he is? <laughs> and Alexander the Great sits here for a second, and all the people are like, oh, man, this guy's going to die. Like, what has he asked for? And he's like, give the man his palace. <gasps> and uh, his advisor's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm a king. The others groveled as though I have nothing to give. This man, he made me feel like a king. Huh. Right? Because if he had the authority to give it, yeah. then the others were like, oh, maybe if you could spare a thing or two. And he's like, of course, I've got heaps to spare. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, that could be a total lie, not really happening. No, but I hear what you're saying. You're saying is like, when you come to God, understand that God is mm. the creator of the universe. 100%. And he has the means to give us what, the wisdom that we ask for. Exactly. And so don't be, don't be shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be shy when it comes to God. Yeah. Make your requests known to, to God. In fact, it says in the following verse, just going on with what you said, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Ooh, that's the one. And so mm-hmm. I think your story was perfect. It really does bring a, a, a side of like, huh, realizing that that God is king yeah. and that we can really come to him with big requests because yeah. he really He really can come through with it. Yeah. And I, just in this context, let's just draw back to education. I think if we really don't know what's going on. Now, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't put in the effort to actually do my assignments. However, <laughs> there's also this element where I'm like, God, I don't I don't know how to discern which, which way to go with this. Like, is this, you know, and I, I actually believe God is for us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It's come time for Question of the Day. So the question this morning is how much does someone need to pray to be saved? Oh, this is an amazing question. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Renee? Um, okay, so how much does someone need to pray to be saved? Uh well, to be honest, I think I think the Bible teaches that it's not about your praying that will save you. Yeah, yeah. It's really about accepting accepting the the gift of salvation from Jesus and having faith in his sacrifice. Now praying is a result of that growing relationship with him and you need to have a it's really important you have a relationship with Jesus mm. um in that aspect. So 
how much it's it's a i think it's a it's a question that someone would that most people ask you know how many times should i pray once twice three times um I don't think I can give a number, (laughs) but the Bible does say that we need to, the the Bible does say to pray without ceasing, Mm. right? Um, And to constantly connect with God through prayer. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus, Jesus is our example. Yeah. He, in fact, he, he was often recorded in the Bible as to going into the mountain and praying to the Father, connecting with God, um, having that relationship, that real deep, intimate relationship with God. And I think you're right. That's what it's about, right? It's that relationship and that sincere help. Because we, we also see in the Bible where God says a couple of times to the people who are saying they're his people, mm-hmm. he's like, I can't hear your prayers right now. Like because of the blood yes. on your hands, yes. I'm I'm shutting my ears. Like heaven's ears are shut to you. Yeah. Um. But and then it also says, um, what does it say? He will regard the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their prayer. And you know we see that it so often references. You know, can't God is our strength? God is our tower? God is our salvation? God is our da da da? It's almost like when you know that you're in the place of need, our prayers are never going to be the thing to save us. Yes. Yeah. But our prayers can expose to our own selves that we need salvation mm. right god i need you to save me because i can't i can't save myself mm. man i need you to change my heart because it's just it's just black man yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah and and we see in david where he kind of has that big in psalms 51 it's just it's a prayer of repentance mm. right and there's this beautiful section then you know a, a broken and contrite spirit you will not despise mm. that isn't about us i don't think living in the space of oh what was me i'm the worst human in the world but going no, no, turn my eyes on Jesus. You are God, my Savior. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's the only one who can save us because it's not if I say this prayer one time, um, I'm saved. Like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, we have, I have a choice daily to be like, in this situation, am I going to let my eyes be turned to Jesus mm. or are they going to be turned to me or be turned to you or be yeah. turned to whatever? Yeah. Um, if God will never force salvation upon us, but it's like his greatest desire for all of us, then yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's just this consistent thing. Yeah, and 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 prayer is is simply connecting with God, right? Yeah. And when we accepted salvation, I know when I accepted salvation, when I accepted God into my life, that was me in prayer with Him. Mm, and yeah. prayer is a means of 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 talking to God, and it's it's a very important part of our spiritual life. That that yeah, definitely don't. Don't treat it like um, like it's something to check off the list. Mm, that's right. But yeah. no, it's important. And like you said, God does say in the Bible, you know, they, they offer me sacrifices, but their heart is so far yeah. from me. Their heart is hard, right? Mm. Mm. And just one more thing I want to say. In, there's, in Philippians, a beautiful passage that talks about um, praying, you know, give your anxieties to God. And it says, pray with, with supplication and thanksgiving. So I'm like, hold on. We often put supplication, like requests, and prayer is the same thing. But maybe prayer is a state of, of our communication in our heart towards God. Yeah. You know? Mm. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.